Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, the team has been moving like ninjas and have had multiple guys in for GM interviews. We'll give you those names. We'll get you up to date on all things GM and head coaching search. Plus, cornerback Nate Hobbs, he gets a deal. And Derek Carr's brother David goes on Colin Cowherd's show and makes a very large statement. We'll hear that statement and talk about it. Plus, your calls and texts will close out the show. It's all coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast for Thursday, January 27th, 2022. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. You ought to win as a Raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. And welcome into another edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast on this Thursday, January 27th, 2022. Thank you so much for making the Locked On Raiders podcast your first listen each and every day. Remember, you can find the show free and available on all platforms. And Raider Nation, there is a lot to get to coming up on today's show. Of course, this is the news and notes part of the show. Going to get to a lot of information as far as the GM search goes, the head coaching search, and the Raiders have been making their moves. They've been doing it, like I like to say, like ninjas in the night. They've been moving in stealth mode where they don't have no shadow. You can't see them, you can't hear them, but they're there and they're doing their thing. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. Off top, one of the biggest pieces of news I think that came out on Wednesday was that the Raiders were interviewing Colts assistant GM Ed Dodds. He's a guy that a lot of Raider Nation want to get that job. He's got a lot of good ties around the NFL. He's also got, uh, he's in held in high regards. He's a really good player personnel guy and just a guy that a lot of uh, fans of the Raiders want to see get that job. And so he was in town, didn't know exactly what day he was was going to make it happen and, and come to town and, and interview, but he did it on Wednesday, so that's a good thing. But that wasn't all that the Raiders were involved with and have been involved with in the last few days. They've also interviewed Titans National Scout Rustin Webster, Steelers Pro Scouting Coordinator Brandon Hunt. He was in town for a visit as well, and of course on Wednesday, they interviewed or they requested to interview Bucks Vice President of Player Personnel John Spidek. So those are three names right there to add to the mix, and there's a lot of guys to choose from as far as the GM search goes that are in in the mix right now. As I mentioned, Ed Dodds, he interviewed. He's from the Colts. Dwayne Joseph, he's actually the Raiders director of pro scouting. He spent the last three seasons as the Raiders director of pro scouting alongside Mike Mayock. Spent 24 years working in the NFL front offices since he stopped playing around 1996. John Spidek, I've mentioned him from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They requested an interview with him. Dave Ziegler, he came from the Patriots. They've interviewed him. Trey Brown from the Bengals. They've interviewed him. Champ Kelly interviewed him. They came, He came from the Bears. Rustin Webster, I mentioned earlier in the show he came from the titans and brandon hunt also came in and interviewed he came from the steelers and when it came to brandon hunt i wanted to get a little bit of background on him so i reached out to my guy christopher carter from locked on steelers he does a fantastic job each and every day covering the steelers like a glove and i just asked him about brandon hunt like who is he what does he mean to the steelers organization and i think raider nation you'll get kind of excited about what he brings to the table here is christopher carter talking about brandon hunt so you got to understand, Kevin Colbert's been around for a very long time. He's been the Steelers GM since like 2000. Brandon Hunt has been his right-hand man for several years now. Uh, he, he's been a guy that it's been long fought for the Steelers. He's the, the successor with Colbert. This is about to be Col Kevin Colbert's final NFL draft coming up this spring. 
it's it's assumed that there's two guys that will be in line for the job. Uh, Brandon Hunt is one. The other is Omar Khan. But Brandon Hunt is more of the personnel guy for the Steelers. He's the guy that, that scouts things out. And he's been an advocate of several of the moves that have helped kind of keep the organization afloat in the final Ben Roethlisberger years. Uh, it's been well reported that he was the guy that really pushed the Steelers to go trade for Minka Fitzpatrick and make that deal. Um, there were a lot of reporters at the time that poo-pooed that deal and said, oh, the Steelers, why are they giving up a first-round pick for a safety? And then it turned out he was, you know, one of the best safeties in football. Right. Yeah. Um, um, he's advocated he advocated for the Akella Witherspoon trade, which a lot of people didn't like at first, but then he turned out to be this one of the more productive uh Steelers cornerbacks this season. Um, and he pushed to get Montrevious Adams uh off, off the same sign uh, practice squad this year, which turned out to be a big help to a defensive line that was depleted due to injury. So he's he's been at the forefront of a lot of the Steelers uh more forward-thinking decisions. And I think that the Steelers, they're in a position where they know that Kevin Colbert's time is running out and they're, they're making final decisions on how they want to, to, to land a successor. I see this as a big play on Brandon Hunt's part to say, hey, here's my leverage. If I don't get what I want, I'm out of here because I can definitely get a job somewhere else. Uh, but he's definitely someone that uh, the Raiders should definitely be happy to be looking at. So there's my guy, Christopher Carter from Locked On Steelers. You want to know anything Steelers related, definitely check out his show. He does a great job each and every day. But he was there talking about Brandon Hunt from the Pittsburgh Steelers, a guy that a lot of folks expected just to kind of move up in the ranks there in Pittsburgh. But uh, he interviewed with the Raiders on Tuesday. And so uh, didn't know a whole lot about John Spidek. Uh, I kind of did a little bit of research. He's with the Buccaneers. Didn't know a whole lot about him, but I reached out to Rick Stroud from uh, the Tampa Bay Tribune. He was on my radio show on Wednesday and I asked him not only about Todd Bowles, who's currently in town, going to interview for the Raiders head coaching job today and tomorrow, but also about who John Spidek is. What does he mean to the Buccaneers organization? Well, I interviewed for the Minnesota Vikings job. They went a different way. I mean, Spy has, has been a guy that, you know, has, has done a lot of things, college scouting, you know, was with the Cleveland Browns, uh, was in Denver with the Broncos, um, you know, in, in their personnel. Uh, department before he came here to Tampa Bay, and all I know is just look at the last four or five drafts that the Bucks have had since he got here. I think this is his fifth or sixth year. They improved dramatically, you know, including uh, Tristan Wirfs, who they took two years ago. That's already an All Pro, and if he stays healthy, he'll probably wear a gold jacket one day. Um, he's he's done a great job of building a staff, a scouting staff. There's an organizational component to it. Um, you know, Spies, a former player at Michigan. He was on the same team as Tom Brady, although Brady probably doesn't remember him because he was just a you know, <laughs> redshirt freshman getting the hell beat out of him on the defensive line. But, right. um, you know, some great stories about Spire. I mean, when they were recruiting Brady as a free agent, they were afraid to let people know he was on their radar. So he's the one that came up with the idea that uh, they called it Operation Shoeless Joe. If you remember the Black Sox scandal, you know, mm-hmm. and – Shoeless Joe Jackson coming out of the cornfield. The idea was if you build it, he will come. Well, they built a pretty damn good team, and they had a lot of talent. And why did Tom Brady choose the Bucks? He was looking for a really good team with a lot of talent around it. And, you know, so Spy has, has been, you know, at the top of all of this stuff and just a great guy to, to boot, uh, outstanding family. And 
like I said, he's going to be he's going to be a success as a GM wherever he goes. So there you go. That's the latest and the greatest when it comes to the GM search, uh, and that's the latest and the greatest when it comes to John Spidek from the Buccaneers. As far as the head coaches go, it's just kind of been status quo. You know, D'Amico Ryan's from the 49ers. He'll interview after Sunday's game against the Rams. Todd Bowles, he's interviewing today and tomorrow. Gerard Mayo from the Pats, he's already interviewed. And then Rich Basaccia, the interim head coach, he's already interviewed as well. So only four head coach candidates, but uh, they've all kind of interviewed and then one more coming in following the NFC championship game against the Rams and that's D'Amico Ryans the current defensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers so that's as far as I got as far as the head coaching and GM search goes Nate Hobbs let me give you an update on him he was arrested in early January on suspicion of DUI and a case that his lawyer was very adamant from the jump he was going to get out of he said hey this is not something that is a DUI in the state of Nevada well on Wednesday it was found out that he was right and he did not get charged with a DUI matter of fact his blood test showed that he was actually under the legal limit, so he pled guilty to a lesser charge. As a matter of fact, his exact guilty charge was one count of unlawful manners of driving careless driving. There you go. What that means is he'll pay a $685 fine, complete a victim impact panel, and complete 20 hours of community service. So basically nothing. He basically skates on that, and hopefully it's a lesson learned. Now, I know he just got a ticket for going 110 miles an hour. It's not an arrest, but it's reckless driving. He needs to be a lot smarter with what he's doing, especially when he's behind the wheel of a vehicle. But it sounds like Nate Hobbs escaped from a more serious charge, which is a DUI, and only has to pay a fine and do some community service. And hopefully... He'll turn the corner and learn from that. We will see. But it sounds like he's getting another opportunity to not get himself in trouble. So that's all I got for you for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast news and notes of the day. Coming up in segment number two, going to talk about Derek Carr. And I normally don't go into a bunch of conversations about Derek Carr, but his brother David, he was on The Herd, Colin Cowherd show on Fox Sports, talking about the Raiders, talking about Carr, talking about what the Raiders need to do to make him happy. We'll hear from David Carr. We'll hear what he has to say. I'll talk about it. That's all coming up in segment number two. Before we get to that, though, I do want to talk about Get Upside, and that is an app that everyone who drives, everyone who gets gas needs to know about. All the listeners of the Lockdown Raiders podcast are earning cash back for every single gallon of gas every single time they fill up. All they got to do is download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill up cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank. And people who drive a lot, well, they're making a lot, up to two to $300 a year in cash back, and there's no cash. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime you want to your bank account, PayPal, e-gift card, or more. All you got to do is just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN. You'll get up to $0.25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. Again, it's promo code TOUCHDOWN, and the app is GetUpside. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Want to get into some Derek Carr conversation, not because I want to bring up Derek Carr, not because I want to debate, is he the guy, is he not the guy? But I want to talk about him because of the fact that Early before the season even wrapped up, I know a lot of folks have talked about him on the podcast. A lot of folks have called in on the Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line at 707-654-4693 and have talked about Derek Carr. Is he going to be there next year? Is he not going to be there next year? And I remember saying specifically that, you know what? He might say that he doesn't want to be there. And I know there's been all kind of conversation about, well, he said he only wants to play for the Raiders and he'll retire if he's ever with another team or if he ever has to go to another team, he won't play anymore. There's been a lot of that conversation 
situation. I said, look, I'll tell you right now, there's a good chance that he's probably going to sit down with his family and decide, hey, this is what I want to do. I've been playing for this team for so long, have had multiple head coaches, have had multiple offensive coordinators, and I can't get over the hump. And he wants to get over the hump and pull what Matt Stafford did and just go to the Lions and say, hey, can you please get me out of here? I've given you everything I got. I just don't have anything else. And a lot of people thought that I was crazy. Well, all of a sudden on Wednesday, David Carr, his brother, was on Colin Cowherd's show on Fox Sports, and he was talking about, you know, what the Raiders need to do for Derek Carr. And just listening to what David had to say made me feel like I was exactly right and spot on with what I was saying that Derek might not want to return to the Raiders in 2022. Check it out. When you look at it, and this is kind of, it's similar to what Aaron's going through, although Derek's in a completely different world. He played in his first playoff game. There is a sense as a veteran quarterback and, and Derek and, and talking to him, man, he, he went through an emotional roller coaster. They did about as good as you can do this year with what they were given and they made it work. There are, they're not that far away. If you could add a couple pieces, we all know one of his best friends is Devonte Adams and he possibly could not be franchise tagged and we could see what happens there. But, but honestly, and this is not coming from Derek, this is coming from a, NFL Network analyst, a guy that jumps on Colin's show and talks about football, talks about it with his friends. There has to be a commitment from the organization that they're going to give him what he needs to succeed. He only wants to win a Super Bowl. He's not here for the money. He's talked about hanging it up when John retired. And all of that stuff is, I want to win. That's it. At the end of the day, I want to win football games. He'd love to do it in Las Vegas, but he wants a chance to do it. He, he knows that there are pieces that you can put in place here they're as close as they've ever been. They're, at, they're right on the cusp. They got in the playoffs. They played against the, uh, a team that's in the AFC championship, in their stadium, battled down to the wire. They're right there. They need some pieces. They need, they need to see from, from the Raiders that there's commitment there. We talk about it a lot with the Raiders. We talk about commitment to excellence. Al Davis preached it. That needs to happen uh, because I can't guarantee that Derek is going to want to sign up for that. If it's going to be a, the same thing that he's done over the last seven or eight years, I can't guarantee that knowing my brother. Now, he hasn't said anything to me. I just have conversations openly, talk candidly about it, about their situation, about who they could bring in. And it's not that I see him um, at a point where he doesn't believe that they'll do it. He just really wants to see who the new GM is going yes. to be. He wants Why he picks Rich, why he likes Rich is because he knows who Rich is. Yeah. Rich and him have great conversations. And he, he likes the fact that he was with him through all that chaos, through the nonsense of that last year. And they were able to do something productive. So you can, you can take Rich and let him be the figurehead. You can keep Gus, keep a lot of those guys he brought over from the Chargers. Think about a lot of the free agents they have. Casey Hayward ain't going to stay there if Gus Bradley's not there. There's a lot of guys that aren't going to stay there if Gus is not there. So that's a revamped defense. That's a whole new look. What happens on the offensive side? We know that they struggle a little bit on the right tackle, right guardish side. Alex Leatherwood moved from tackle to guard. A lot of things have to be fixed, right? So there's there's a lot of decisions that have to be made. And, you know, Mark Davis isn't the only one that has to make them. So there's Derek Carr's brother, David, right there on the Colin Cowherd Show. A uh, lengthy conversation that he had right there. Not a conversation, but just an answer that he had. I mean, he was on the show talking all things NFL playoffs and everything. And then Cowherd asked him about Derek Carr. And you you hear the length of the, the answer right there. And he kept saying that, hey, this is nothing that Derek told me. This is just me as the NFL network. Like, come on. Come on, man. That's like, you know, asking me about my best friend. And I start talking and saying, well, but by the way, my best friend didn't say that. But this is just what I'm thinking. Look, 
It goes back to what I've been talking about, man. I, I know that Derek Carr wants to win. I know that he said he wants to retire with the organization. He wants to get the Raiders to the Super Bowl. But it sounds like to me, from what David had to say right there, that Derek is thinking about his future and what's best for him. And if what's best for him might be leaving the organization and ending up somewhere else with an opportunity to try to win a Super Bowl, just like Matt Stafford is trying. I mean, on Sunday, he's going to attempt to make himself uh, get to the Super Bowl. I mean, think about that. All the time Stafford spent in Detroit, and now on Sunday, if he beats the 49ers, he's going to the Super Bowl. One year in L.A., and boom, one year in the Super Bowl. That's that's what Derek Carr is looking at, Lincoln. Wait a minute. If he can do that, why can't I do that? Because as I've said, I don't think that they're much different as far as quarterbacks go. I think that they both have the same skill set uh, one may have a little bit different style than the other but I think that they're still on the same level so uh, there was a lot of things that David was talking about that has to happen you know he's got to get the players around him you hear it right there he's trying to get the players around him got to get the offensive line fixed that's going back to Leatherwood going back to Parker going back to you know Simpson how are they going to get that I mean there's a lot of things that David was talking about in that that we all know that the Raiders to take that next step you know, are going to need. But uh, also some things that stood out to me was when he was talking about retirement when John retired. And he's talking about Gruden. I don't know about you, but I don't ever remember hearing Derek Carr contemplating retirement after Gruden stepped down and, and retired or or just resigned. I mean, he didn't really even retire. He just resigned uh, because of what happened with him and those emails. So, I mean, there's so many things that he said without really saying. And I'm one of those guys that like to read between the lines. And, you know, maybe I'm looking too much into it. I've had people hit me up sometimes. Say, oh, you, you're, you're looking way too much into what some people are saying. I don't know about that because what I just heard from David Carr sounds like Derek Carr has had some real deal conversations with him about some things that are on his mind. And it might have been one of those situations where he said, hey, look, don't say this in public, but if you do, you didn't hear it from me. You know, and look, I'll say this. Before I ever heard any of that from David Carr, I've actually heard from other people that talk to folks in the Raiders organization, and not me, but people that have talked to people in the Raiders organization and have relationships with Derek Carr who told me specifically, look, Derek might look to move on after this season. He might not actually want to stay with the Raiders following this season. I've been told that before by folks that I like I said, work with the Raiders. Not, again, not me, not anybody that I directly work with, but still some folks that, you know, feel like that they know what's going on. And, and I do know that they have a relationship with Derek. So all I can do is assume that they know what they're talking about. And so months ago, I brought to the table and said, I would not be shocked if Derek really takes his time to decide what he wants to do. I mean, you heard it at the end of the piece right there, David said, Mark Davis has a lot of questions that he has to answer and a lot of things that he needs to think about. He's not the only one. Derek does as well. So it's almost like he's coming from a, hey, you're not the only guy in this position. I'm also in a position of power right now. You know, I'm the best quarterback that you have. There's no quarterbacks in the draft that you could just sit there and plug and play. Uh, I don't see any trades happening. I don't think that a trade for Aaron Rodgers is realistic. I don't think a trade for Russell Wilson is realistic. And Deshaun Watson, well, we all know that he's got a lot of off-the-field issues that that's not going to fly with the Raiders organization either. So I found that to be really interesting. I wanted to make sure to play that for you and just know there's a lot of folks on this uh, show. There's a lot of folks that listen to me on Raider Nation Radio 920 that have been talking about getting rid of Derek Carr. Well, I'll tell you, be careful what you wish for because he might not be around next year, either because the Raiders decide to move on or as David was talking about, maybe Derek decides 
he's ready to move on. So just something to think about, man. I'm not telling you it's going to happen, but again, just something to think about. Coming up in segment number three, your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Before I get to that, though, I do want to tell you about betonline.ag, and it's the best time of year to get your gamble on. It's the NFL playoffs. That's when everyone wants to get their gamble on. Betonline.ag is your number one spot for all the best sports wagering all of 2022. They got the updated desktop. They got the updated mobile website. You can sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit if you use the promo code Locked On. Football, basketball, college and pro, hockey, boxing, UFC, and a lot more. BetOnline.ag has got you covered. They even got the prop bets, coaching higher bets. They got it all. Check them out today. BetOnline.ag, they're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, and they're where the game starts. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation, segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Going to try to get in as many as possible. Let's start things off with a call from Raider MC from the Dirty 530. He's calling in to talk about the Raiders' defense and what will happen if the team goes in another direction. What will happen to that defensive unit? Here he is, Raider MC from the Dirty 530. Yo, Q, this is Raider MC from the Dirty 530. I just wanted to say I love your show. love your insight on the Raiders and on life in general. Uh, I agree with pretty much almost everything you say. I appreciate you. Uh, I just wanted to uh, address something that you had mentioned. Uh, I agree with you that the defense was huge this year uh, as far as keeping us in games, helping us win games, uh, which is night and day from defenses in past years. Um, so as far as uh, Gus Bradley goes, I feel like the longer he's with us, you know, the, the better the defense will get. And I just wanted your opinion on, so if the Raiders do get a, a new head coach, uh, what are the chances you think uh, of them hanging on to Gus Bradley? Because uh, as much as I'd love to have the Sachi back, also I think Gus Bradley is key, and I think you know if Gus Bradley is kept on, then it would be a, you know more likely that Gus Bradley would stick around. But uh, you know if Gus, if um, the Sachi is replaced. Do you know does does uh, does uh, Beth Bradley have a uh, relationship with any of these other coaching candidates that uh, have been linked to the race? Uh, anyways, I appreciate you. I just wanted your insight on that. I look forward to hearing uh, hearing about it. Uh, this is Raider and Beef. The Dirty 530 out. There he goes. Great call, my man. Raider MC from the Dirty 530. Thank you for the call. And I'll say this. If the Raiders go and get a new head coach, unless they have a really good relationship with Gus Bradley or Rich Passaccia, all those guys are most likely out. I mean, it's just as simple as that. I like Gus Bradley. I like Ron Miles. I like Richard Smith. I like that whole crew. But unfortunately, if they go in another direction, the reality is they most likely will be out. So I think Bradley could continue to build this defense, but he might not get that chance. So we'll see what happens. Not sure what direction they'll go, but that is one of the casualties. It's like casualties of war, right? That's one of the casualties that they don't bring Rich Passaccia back and Gus Bradley back. We'll have to see who comes in and who's, you know, 
who's out in the cold. So uh, thank you so much for that call. I do appreciate you. Thanks for getting us started. Next up, got a text from Rockford Raider. He said, what's up, Q? Rockford Raider here. Just a couple quick nuggets. First, everyone wants Adams from Green Bay. That'd be a huge grab, but I think the cost would be too high. What about a guy like Godwin from Tampa? I know he's coming off an injury, but that might drop the cost even more. And I wouldn't mind a player like him as a number one if he could return healthy. Secondly, all the talk about Ed Dodds and the talk about Carr, I remember reports that the Colts would have given up what they did for Wentz to get Carr. If true, that would have been Dodds, correct? If Dodds was or is a Carr believer, that would bode well for him taking the job if offered. Thanks for all your hard work. You make it seem like we all have a buddy hanging out with our beloved Raiders and feeding us info. Keep it up, my brother. Raiders. That's from Rockford Raider. Thank you so much for that text, my man. And I don't know. Uh, I know Godwin's is a hell of a player in Tampa Bay coming off that ACL. If it was up to me and I had an option between Devontae Adams and Godwin, I'd definitely go Devontae Adams all day, every day. But uh, as I said many times, I don't think he gets out of Green Bay. That's just my gut feeling. Uh, again, that's just me. As far as Dodds go and, and Carr, yeah, I think Dodds would love to have Carr uh, there. You know, of course, Chris Ballard is the actual GM there in uh, Indianapolis, but Dodds is his right-hand man. And I think that any head coach that goes to the Raiders, whoever gets this job, is going to want Carr as well. They're going to want an established quarterback, and that's exactly who Derek Carr is. The Colts would love to have Carr right now. Uh, I think Dodds would try to build around him, as he should. So, uh, yeah, Dodds is a guy who interviewed with the Raiders on on Wednesday and uh, hopefully some good things came from that because I do think that that's the guy that most people want to get that job and I think he probably would be the best guy for that job especially having the ties to the Raiders organization and the organization means a lot to him personally I think that goes a long way so thank you so much for that text I appreciate you next up got a call from Apex Raider he's calling to talk about the defense in particular the defensive tackle position and what he feels about that position here he is Apex Raider Hey Q, hey Raider Nation, this is Apex Raider calling in, and I just wanted to call to get your opinion on what I believe is probably the biggest need for this team that I believe uh, going into 2022 that absolutely nobody is talking about, and it isn't the offensive line or pass blocking, it isn't even uh, number one wide receiver. In my opinion, the biggest need that we need to address in either the draft or free agency, whatever options may be out there, is the defensive interior, the defensive tackle group. Now, this is a group that's gotten a lot of praise recently as being the unheralded, unsung heroes of that defense, and John Hankins and Solomon Thomas, uh, I believe was even mentioned on one of your podcasts not too long ago, that those should be our key free agents to return. And I just wanted to run a couple stats by you real quick, Q. So the Raiders were tied for 20th in sacks. Uh, the Raiders were below average in rushing yards uh, overall throughout the course of the season and we're just bitterly average on third down as far as uh, uh, allowing offenses to move the chains. And so my thought is if we have two elite edge rushers, at least in terms of rushing the passer, who also didn't get help from blitzers, if we have two guys who are in the top ten in the NFL for pressures and also put up a healthy amount of sacks, I believe it was 18 between the two of them, how the heck are we tied for 20th in sacks? We're not really standing out at all as a run defense over the course of the year. And we're just averaging on third down. And I think that really comes down to the fact that when Crosby and Ngakwe are ripping off the edges on these third down pass rushes, we don't have any sort of presence on the interior still after years. And it was a little better this year with Q Jefferson and those guys. It was a little better. But that's it's not good enough. We need a defensive tackle that can uh, push the pocket down the middle and collapse the pocket on these QBs and get the team off the field on third down. So uh, let me know your thoughts, Q. Uh, let me know what you think. I believe that that's our biggest issue. 
Uh, Apex Raider, out. There he goes. Apex Raider, thank you for the call, my man. Good stuff. I appreciate you. And you bring up a great point when it comes to the defensive line. It definitely still needs work. Even if it was Gus Bradley running back, you know what Unique Ngakwe is going to do. You know what Max Crosby is going to do. You still need that interior, that stud at the defensive tackle position. You need a Quinnen Williams. You need an Ed Oliver type guy. I mean, you need somebody who could be a difference maker in the middle of that defensive line. You really do. Uh, of course, Ngakwe and Crosby. Crosby, their, their main um, goal is to get after the quarterback. They're not really that great against stopping the run. You saw them at the end of the season. They did a much better job at that, but they got to really work their craft on just getting to the quarterback. That's their biggest goal. Uh, matter of fact, they need to get more sacks than they did in 2021. Uh, there's got to be some interior push, man. There's got to be some kind of stud. Of course, every team's not going to have an Aaron Donald. Every team's not going to have a Cam Hayward, but you need to find someone who could be that difference maker on the interior. I think that the Raiders have some guys that do some good things but they're not they're not guys that are difference makers and again that's just you know building the roster up you want to get as many difference makers as you can on the squad and so uh, the Raiders still need some help as far as it goes on the interior part of the defensive line you're absolutely right about that that goes back to hitting in the draft thank you for the call I do appreciate you Next up, got a text from Raider Shinobi. He says, yo, Q, enjoying the postseason podcast. Not really Raider-related, but after watching the Chiefs and Bills last weekend and the overtime controversy with the Bills not getting a chance on offense, I have a proposal. Keep the rules the exact same with one little tweak. If the first team scores a touchdown, the other team gets a chance to score one as well. If they do score a touchdown, then the second team must go for two, which will end the game either way. All other rules stay the same. Keep doing what you're doing, man. That's from Raider Shinobi, and thank you so much for the text. And I'll say this, man. I don't have a problem with the overtime rules at all. There was a time back in the day when it was the first team to score. Field goal or not, it didn't matter. If you got the ball first and you scored a field goal, game was over. Now they at least allow the team to get the other team to get the ball if they can stop them from scoring a touchdown. And if they can't keep them out of the end zone, they don't deserve to win. Bottom line. And really, going back to the Chiefs and the, and the Bills, that game shouldn't have been in overtime anyway. So I don't really have any reaction to overtime. I'm not going to overreact and say that they got to change the rules. I'll say my, maybe my overreaction is the Bills got to do a better job of with 13 seconds left in the game, knowing how to finish it off. They were up three points with 13 seconds and found a way to lose. They got to overtime and they lost. That's 100% on them. I get it. Everyone was a prisoner of the moment, wanted to see Josh Allen with the ball one more time, but he didn't need the ball one more time. They had the game won. They just failed as a team, as a unit, their coaching staff, their defense, special teams. Everyone failed their job to finish that game. So thank you so much for that text. I appreciate you. Thanks for listening to the show throughout the course of the offseason. Next up, and I just got a couple more. I got a call from ABA Ivan Davis. He's calling to talk about the call from Jordan in Oregon the other day about if the Raiders are a playoff team or not. Here he is, ABA Ivan Davis. What's up, Q? This is ABA Ivan Davis. Uh, I'm a day behind. They were busy at work. So, uh, But I just heard the, I think it was Jordan, Oregon. Uh, we did a whole segment on them about whether the Raiders were a playoff team. Uh, I mostly agree with you. And my personal thing, yes, they are a playoff team. You just don't make the playoffs randomly without being a playoff team. Yeah, you can sneak in, but like you said, we were the fifth seed. As far as the offense is concerned, yeah, they took a step back. It doesn't matter how they did it, but the way I look at it, before everything happened, we were a top-five offense. When Rhodes was out there, the, it, the offense moved. It was a machine, the way it moved up and down the field, just like it was supposed to. And the defense did his job. Now, I have a problem with the defense, you know, uh, because, as you know, I'm a football coach. I looked at how they played cover three. And 
there's a difference between how New England Patriots play cover three and how the Raiders play cover three. The Raiders don't carry their man to the next route. That's why Kansas City shredded us. Okay, uh, number 10 just ran right through the zone, unchecked. Nobody moved. They just stood in their zone instead of covering them. Okay, and that was that's not how you play cover three. At the end of the season, they got better at it. They started actually passing them to the next man and getting back to their zone. All of a sudden, nobody's open. Now the pass rush can get there. That's how it's designed. And then you got that guy sitting in the middle taking away all the crossing routes. And that slows down the offense. It's a bend but don't break offense. It's going to give up a lot of yards, but at the end of the day, you will not score a touchdown. Or at least you shouldn't score a touchdown if it's played correctly, at least not that often. And it'll keep you in football games. And so they got better at the second half. They need some pieces to improve on, but uh, they're definitely uh, a playoff team. I like Passaccia. I hope he stays on somehow because his uh, – is caring for the team is real important. But anyway, that's all I had to say, Q. Thanks. Have a great day. Go Raiders. There he goes, ABA Ivan Davis. Thank you so much for the call, my man. I appreciate you. Lots of good stuff. And, yeah, man, the cover three that the Raiders were running, mostly in 2021, was like a true, in my opinion, cover three. Quarters responsibility, don't get beat deep. You know I mean? That's the big thing. They were trying to eliminate the big play, and I think for the most part in 2021, they did that. Now, the scheme that you're talking about, kind of the variant of cover three, is almost a cover two. You know, they do a little bump and run at the line of scrimmage and then push them into the, the interior part of the field, you know, push them off to the linebacker, pass them off and then kick back to the outside you know but then get back you know get back in that zone coverage uh, a little variant of the cover three uh, not really the kind that I ever liked when I played and ve- look I played for a very very short amount of time but the cover three that I liked was the one that you were kind of talking about uh, the deep quarters you know don't get beat deep just kind of play sit back in that zone coverage always keep your eyes on the quarterback but the Raiders, they play their scheme. Gus Bradley has his scheme that's, you know, pretty much what he does all the time. And, of course, he has a little bit of variances off of it. But for the most part, Gus Bradley does what he does and sticks with what he sticks with. So, uh, you know, there's not a whole lot of uh, guessing when it comes to what Gus Bradley does defensively. Thank you so much for that call. I appreciate you. And we'll close things out with a text from Little Ray in Nashville. He said, Q, you had another caller banging car, basically saying we need a running quarterback and a quarterback can compete with Mahomes, Allen, et cetera. Let's get Rodgers, Wilson, et cetera. Carr has beat elite quarterbacks, Lamar, Dak, Herbert, to make a few. I'm cool on all those guys. Russell has been terrible the last couple of years. No playoffs. Rodgers can't win in the playoffs. I mean, he just got beat by Jimmy G two years straight. Granted, it wasn't because of Jimmy, but because they have a team with talent everywhere. And Carr is way better than Jimmy. Carr can get us there. Just continue to improve around him. Wide receiver, cornerback, O-line, and we ready for deep playoff runs. Hell, he was one throw away from potentially advancing this year. Carr's our quarterback. Get over it. That's from Lil Ray in Nashville. And I hear your argument. I hear what you're saying. Makes a lot of sense. And I do believe if the Raiders think that they're going to make a push into the playoffs in 2022, which I think they should, I think Carr's going to be the guy. Simple as that. I know a lot of folks don't want to hear that, but I do think that he's the guy. Now, does Carr think he's the guy? I mean, going back to what we were talking about in segment number two and what you heard from David Carr, he might not think he's the guy. He might think that, you know what, the best place for me is not here. So that's one of those scenarios where it might be a a, a storyline in the offseason that Derek Carr doesn't want to be with the Raiders anymore. I mean, people always talk about the Raiders getting rid of Carr. What if Carr wants to get rid of the Raiders? I mean, that's something that is in my mind and something that I do believe is a strong possibility that we'll just have to wait for and see. But uh, thank you for that call or that text, my man. I do appreciate you. I think you're on to some things. And uh, again, I've said it many years in a row, the best scenario for the Raiders to win immediately 
is with Car Under Center. Thank you so much. I do appreciate you. Uh, that's all I got for you on today's show. Coming up tomorrow, we'll close out the week really strong. We'll have more news and notes today. We'll have more calls and texts straight out that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. And of course, we'll have more storylines. We'll have a lot more to talk about. Maybe we'll have a little bit more clarity on what's going on with the coaching search, what's going on with the GM search, and a lot more. It's a crazy time of year. It's weird because you just kind of sit there at the edge of your seat and see what happens. You really don't know what, what turns it's going to take, but man, it's kind of a lot of fun, isn't it? So uh, we're going to continue to monitor it here on the Lockdown Raiders podcast as we do each and every day. So thank you so much for the support. Appreciate you as always. Until tomorrow, Raider Nation, take care of your family, love on your family, and most importantly, as always, just win, baby.